look who's here. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Uh, don't worry, the doctor will return. It's just me for today. Me and um, well, you know her work well. Yasmin Aliyah Khan joins us once again. Extraordinary contributor that she is. Um, happy to be with you always and can't wait to um, hear your commentary on the stories we selected. Yeah, happy to be here. Today, so let's get after it. Uh, we'll begin with LeBron James. He could just play basketball and be one of the greatest ever. Want to have that debate who is the greatest ever NBA player in history? Or he could say some things as well socially. He is slamming the superstar is in action on guns after, here we go again, that UNLV shooting. This goes back to what I said before about guns in America. I think it's such a longer conversation, but it's, it's, we're the only ones who keep dealing with the same story, the same conversation every single time it happens, and, and it just continues to happen. And, you know, the ability to get a gun, the ability to, <clears throat> you know, to do these things over and over and over, and there's been no change is literally ridiculous. It makes no sense that we continue to lose innocent lives. And, <clears throat> You know, on campuses, on schools, at shopping markets, and you know, movie theaters, and all type of stuff. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and the fact that we haven't changed anything has actually been a lot easier to actually be able to own a firearm. Um, it's, it's, it's stupid. He looks tired, doesn't he? And disgusted. Okay, he's tired, not from playing basketball. He can do that in his sleep. And still be better than anyone. He is tired of what a lot of us are tired of. People dying in these mass shootings because there's more guns in America than there are people. Let that sink in. Daily Beast with the details. Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James on Wednesday expressed his despair at the nation's lack of progress on dealing with gun violence. After more lives were lost in yet another shooting in America. Speaking at a press conference ahead of his team in season tournament semifinals game against the New Orleans Pelicans in Las Vegas. James was asked about the shooting at UNLV, which left three people dead and another wounded. For NBC News, we do have some details here. The gunman who opened fire Wednesday on the campus of UNLV killing those three, wounding a four, had applied for a job at the school, but was not hired. According to two senior law enforcement officials briefed on the case. Now, the officials identified the shooter as 67-year-old Anthony Polito, was shot dead by police following a confrontation. There you see the photograph there, denied for a job, according to sources at UNLV. This confrontation occurred outside the university, law officials said. The self-described semi-retired university professor did not apply for the job at the university recently, and a specific motive for the shooting is unclear. Meanwhile, the victims have not yet been identified. Just a horrific case. Wake up, people. Las Vegas Police Sheriff Kevin McMahill said the shooting began on the fourth floor of Beam Hall and then continued to multiple other floors before the suspect was, quote, neutralized. He noted students were gathered outside Beam Hall playing games, eating food when the shooting began. According to the university police chief, Adam Garcia, 
University police were called around 11.45 a.m. local time for reports of an active shooter. Two university police detectives immediately engaged the suspect in a shootout that resulted in the gunman's death. Shooting comes six years after the deadliest mass shooting in modern US history took place in Vegas at a country music festival. That was October 2017, 58 people were killed Hundreds more were wounded. Yasmin, LeBron James doesn't have to say a word. He's, I believe, a billionaire. He has projects lined up for when he finally decides to stop breaking basketball records. They asked him, but there's been other times that he's just volunteered to reporters how he feels about these social issues. He's frustrated, he's angry, and like I said, he looks tired. My question to you is even the greatest basketball player alive today saying something, is that going to even matter? Yeah, I I don't think it will. Uh, It's interesting because in this country, we have celebrities and then we have politicians and sometimes there's overlap there. But a lot of times we expect so much from our celebrities, people like LeBron James, he's a basketball player. And if he says something or doesn't say something, it still resonates with the American public, right? And he's saying something and he's saying how heartbroken he is. And he's obviously heartbroken. He's obviously tired of all this, just like all of us are. But the leaders of this country, they will say all the things that you know they know that we want to hear to a certain extent. They'll say that they're saddened by the senseless killings. They'll say that you know their thoughts and prayers are with the victims and their families, whatever, whatever. And they'll say all the things up to the point of I'm going to do something about it. And I was kind of just thinking about this a lot within the last week because of a different story that I'm working on right now. But, you know, it's like the people at the top, they have a different sense of morality and they have a different uh, idea of what's right and wrong, or rather what's acceptable to sacrifice for the sake of achieving a different end or a different goal. And we all know that a lot of our um, congressional, uh, not Republicans, members of Congress, Democrat and Republican, I should say, we know that a lot of them have, they're taking money from different lobbying groups, they're beholden to different interests and things like that. And they will always prioritize those interests over the interests of the American people, even if it means that American people are dying and living in a world where we feel unsafe just going out and being around other Americans. And it's really sad. And I don't think LeBron James saying anything in this case is going to change that. But you know, maybe over time, eventually something has to give. Yeah, the broader question is what could change things? Because it does seem that when these leaders take money, head off to Washington, supposedly doing the people's bidding, somehow their hearts get amputated. Right. Even after every year around this time, I start thinking about Sandy Hook. And I'm ashamed to say this, but when the stories come on and they play footage of those little faces, I still have to look away all these years later. They're just sweet babies that should be here with their parents who have the real life sentence, even after that. These people picked up and moved on the same day. They were giving their rhetoric, their lies, their non-truths about guns and how to stop this thing. They were calculating and manipulating, trying to figure out 
how to make sure those grieving parents can't even get paid for it. They can't sue. It's going to be real uphill battle. So I just don't know, Yasmin, what will finally turn people into human beings here. Yeah, I mean, it's like what you said, whenever people get voted into office, you know, and AOC, actually, she brought a lot of attention to this when she was first elected into Congress. The minute she was sworn in, she had all these lobbyists and all these special interest groups banging on her door trying to get her to, you know, side with them or to take money from them or to support their interests, right? So as soon as you get there, you really are inundated with a lot of other things. So even though you may have gone into Congress with your own agenda and with your own ideals, it can be, it's understandable how those those agendas can get swayed a little bit or, you know, redirected maybe in a different direction. And, you know, the, the go-to answer for when will something change is, you know, we have to vote these people out and vote better people in, um, but we just haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah, Steve Scalise was shot at. He was shot at a softball game. Yeah, yeah. January 6th, they're, they're running for their lives and- a few hours later, according to Liz Cheney, Kevin McCarthy's lying. She put it in her book. I heard an audio portion of it saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote to certify the election. And then his pal, the wrestling guy who doesn't protect students, said, I don't know. I just talked to him. Don't vote against it. They just don't care. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing is that people always had the assumption that if these you know, the shootings and all these like horrible actions were directed directly at these Congress people, at these lawmakers or their families, then maybe something would change because then it would be real for them. But no, I mean, like there, there was that, that, what was it, a baseball game or a softball game? And there was a shooting there and it was a congressional game. And so all these Congress people were there and still nothing happened. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's something that we got to keep an eye on. Kudos to LeBron. For speaking his truth, representing really the American people's will, because the American people are saying, do something here. Congress is saying, no, thanks. You know, when people say things that aren't true about me, I tend to just, I just don't care because I convince myself, I don't know who they're talking about. It's not me. So I actually happily go on with my life. But if someone said I raped everybody and was, Sex trafficking, I do think that I would step before the story could be out 30 seconds. And I'm going to let you know, not today, not me, okay? Diddy is finally, well, issuing a statement, I'll say. I have not seen or heard from him, except for some covert pictures, maybe on TMZ. Diddy speaking out after more disturbing allegations, how bad Will it get? Did he do it? I think 50 Cent said that'll be what he'll call the documentary he's going to produce about this. We'll see. After Sean Diddy Combs settled a civil lawsuit alleging abuse of former partner Cassie, 24 hours after it was filed, the floodgates have opened for other alleged victims to follow Cassie's lead. Diddy was sued by a second woman named Joy Dickerson Neal, who claims Diddy drugged and abused her when she was in college. Another suit was filed against the artist known as Brother Love by Jane Doe, who alleged that Diddy and 90s singer Aaron Hall forced her and another woman into having non-consensual sex. Each was filed under New York's Adult Survivors Act, which expired on November 24th, allowing victims of sexual abuse one year to file charges against 
their abuser. This new suit was filed after the deadline on December 6th, but it only alleges a violation of the state's gender moded violence law. Lena Blackstar with the details here. And this latest suit, well, let's tell you more. There's a lot more folks. Another unidentified woman said that she was sex trafficked and abused simultaneously by Diddy, former president of Bad Boy Entertainment Holding Inc., Harve Pierre, and a third assailant. The documents, the alleged victim said the assault took place in 2003 when she was a 17 year old junior in high school. Give you more details if you can stomach it. The latest allegation. The assault started after the alleged victim met Pierre in a lounge near Detroit. Pierre telling the alleged victim that he was best friends with Diddy. And after calling the executive to prove it, Diddy allegedly convinced the girl to get on a private jet to a New York studio with Pierre and the third assailant. Before they flew to New York, Pierre allegedly smoked crack in a bathroom where he allegedly forced the alleged victim to perform a sex act. She then traveled with Pierre and another one of Diddy's associates to Daddy's House Recording Studio, which was owned and operated by Diddy and Bad Boy. While there, she claimed she was given drugs and alcohol. Okay, so now we have a 17-year-old private jet, so that's across state lines, allegations, sex, drugs, and more. The alleged victim said due to being inebriated, she could not possibly have consented to having sex with anyone, much less someone twice her age. Diddy would have been around 34 at the time. She alleges that she was simultaneously assaulted by the three men, which started after Diddy allegedly removed her skirt and underwear and proceeded to abuse her from behind. That's why I said if you could stomach it. We may have to though, folks, we should. If a 17 year old had to go through this, we as a society need to handle it. We just need to handle it. Unlike the other lawsuits, the alleged victim shared accompanying photos that show her wearing a jean skirt, sitting on Diddy's lap, proof that you did meet, you two did meet, as well as other pictures allegedly taken at the studio where she was allegedly assaulted. Less than 30 minutes after the latest lawsuit hit the news circuit, Diddy, or his people, I added that, issued a statement on social media. Yeah, because this is what you want to do, folks. If you are accused of sex trafficking minors, raping people multiple times over a course of days, and you just paid your former girlfriend, okay? I'm going to use that loosely because it sounds like something else went down there. This is what you do, you issue a statement on social media. Well, here's what it says, enough is enough is the title. The last couple of weeks, I have sat silently, watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations, we agree on that, have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Don't agree. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. Via your handle on Instagram, is that how you're gonna fight? I'm just asking for a friend, Diddy. Prior fallout from the allegation, Sean Diddy Combs announced November 28th that he is temporarily stepping down as chairman of Revolt, 
music-oriented digital media group he co-founded. Source close to the rap mogul told TMZ that as the company is set to deliberate its 10-year anniversary, Diddy made the decision, okay, to excuse himself from his duties as chairman so that his personal drama, drama, would not affect Revolt's mission or success. So let's clean it up. Because he's accused of multiple rapes, assault, sex trafficking, it probably is best not to be associated with the company right now. That's the drama that is being referenced here. So Diddy is associated with Revolt, but step down, okay? Mm-mm. 50 Cent, who I said is probably going to do that documentary, did he do it? The dissent took social media. Now, I don't mind him being on social media, not for this one. To offer to buy the company from Diddy, but only for a discounted price. I'll buy that from you, playboy, for the low. Because you know Cadillac and AT&T are going to pull out. I'll give you a few dollars for it now. Sell it to me. Then we can be friends. I'm serious, call my phone. You know, they have each other's number. At least Fiddy has Diddy's number. I think a lot of people do these days. Just saying. Sen also announced in a tweet on this morning, the proceeds from his upcoming documentary about Combs' alleged misdeeds will go to victims of sexual violence. Fiddy Sen, a hero to women, okay? Further allegations involving Diddy's former partner, Kim Porter, now. A lot of buzz about this, folks. Diddy's former bodyguard, Gene Deal, said he witnessed his former boss beat Kim Porter, the deceased mother of three of his children, so severely that she had to get corrective surgery on her nose. Former rapper Mark Curry confirmed what Deal said truly happened, adding that Diddy also wiretapped Porter's phone. Is this one of the allegations, Diddy, you're addressing on social media? Okay. Diddy's fans, meantime, suspect Diddy or Russell Simmons were behind fire at Kimora Lee Simmons' house weeks after she blasted Diddy on social media. I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but people are allowed to connect the dots as they see fit. And at least discuss them. And Yasmin, there's a lot of talking going on. I happen to think that people deserve a fair shake. But a lot of seemingly credible people and women are saying some horrific things. Yeah, so 50 Cent's been speaking out against Diddy for a long time, and he's not afraid of anyone, which is saying something because a lot of people were or still are scared of Diddy. He was a very powerful man and a very well-connected man in the 90s and the 2000s. But when Cassie Ventura came out with all this, Diddy had to know that he couldn't just pay off Cassie and all this would go away. These allegations have been a long time coming. These, These rumors have surrounded him since the 90s. But back then he was too powerful, so nobody wanted to challenge him. So I think what happened here is Kathy just kind of opened the floodgates and said, look, he's vulnerable now, so now we can come out. We're probably going to see a lot more coming out against him. But there, I mean, there have been accusations with, as he mentioned, Kimora Lee Simmons. 
There are weird rumors surrounding him and like his relationship with Usher and Justin Bieber, the Kim Porter stuff, his ex, was it his ex-wife or uh, the mother of his children? I don't know that they were ever married. Sure, yeah, but, but she, right. she had his babies. She mm-hmm. died of pneumonia, allegedly, but that was a very strange autopsy report. And people have been talking about it for a long time, but nobody has gotten any answers. What happened was she was rumored to be writing a tell-all book about Diddy. And then she came down with pneumonia. She was a very young, healthy woman at the time. She came down with pneumonia and then she died. And then the coroner was about to release a report that said that they found drugs in her system. But then that that coroner was taken off the case and replaced with a different coroner. And it took a few weeks before that new coroner said, oh, no, she just died of pneumonia. But then the original coroner died. So it's there's a lot of shady stuff surrounding P Diddy and the the people in his life, the women especially. So I'm I'm very invested in this story. Yeah, one of his former artists who really said he was behind most of the hits, Mace. Yeah, he's saying a lot of things too. Yeah. He's talking. And Mace a lot left of me into dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I can't. And I can't he's also maybe connected to like the Tupac and Biggie thing. Like there's a lot. So there's so much that is going on surrounding him. And there's this this thing. And by the way, you mentioned Cassie. I think she's a hero. And I think, thank goodness, Diddy um, believed his own hype one too many times. Had he settled with her and nothing were filed, he might still have that power, that fear over people. But because he called her bluff and lost that bet, other people said, you know what? Hashtag me too. But there's this thing in in rap, hip hop, which I love, and it should never go anywhere. It should tell stories, but maybe it should tell all the stories. Black women, in particular, are supposed to, at all costs, no matter what, keep it in house, and largely for seems decades, perhaps they've done so. We know they've done it with other powerful men. When does that stop? And women and girls, let me make sure you understand girls, are treated fairly. I'll give you a last word, Jasmine. I am very interested to see where this story goes. And not only that, but just to see how big it's going to get. And, you know, there's a lot of critics right now who are saying that all these people are now coming out because they want a similar payout like the one that Kathy got. You know what? Let's let the courts decide. Let's let the evidence reveal itself. Let's see how this all plays out. Um, and we were talking before the show, you know, if money is what they get as some kind of, you know, justice for the things that they've endured, then that's the system that we've gotten. That's what they're entitled to. And so be it. So that's it. I'll have to ask a lawyer, a cheap one, if I can find one. Class action suit against bad boy, maybe? Mm-hmm. Is it possible? I have to, I'm not going to pay him. Okay. But if a lawyer could weigh in, I'm done paying lawyers. Okay. Uh, we're right back. Much more indisputable. Yasmin Aliyah Khan joins us with her extraordinary commentary today. I'm Sharon Reedin for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is indisputable. Dr. Ritchie has the day off. Yasmin Aliyah Khan is weighing in with us today. Extraordinary contributor. Um, where can we find your work? Tell us now. Let's not wait to the end. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on the Rebel HQ YouTube channel. All my stuff is there. I post four times a week. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Yaz K. That's Y A Z Z Z Z Z K. 
And also I have my podcast called Modern Context and it's available wherever you get your podcast. And I have a new episode coming out tomorrow. We love it. And um, you know this because I've told you this before, Yasmin. I think you're extraordinarily beautiful, okay, like a supermodel. But I try not to lead with it because beautiful women who are also smart don't get the credit they deserve. They're like, oh yeah, and she's smart, okay. Here we go with the comments. You can't tell, but I'm blushing. I feel it. Well, even your blush. But thank you. That's sweet. You're you're Uh, always so so kind. Yeah. Well, it's true, but I'm not the only one. I mention it because TY team members weighing in. Darth Frater says, oh, Sharon, so beautiful. And Yasmin, double dose of beauty today. You ought to see her. her, Is that your profile picture that's on my production documents? It's like, wow, okay. And it's without trying. So that's what what people like. That's just my take. I don't want you to blush too hard. We'll move on to People in the comments are always very, very sweet. sweet? We have the best commenters. Either that or they're they're weeding out. I think I was going to say, we only get the good ones. Okay. I used to get them all the time. And I said, well, that's your opinion. It's your opinion. Okay. Don't call my phone. I had to tell them one time in the newsroom. Don't forward any more calls to me. Okay. My name is Sharon. Not that other thing. Uh, Anyway, Diddy, Kyle, CH, I think you're right. Can we just do away with the stupid statutes of limitation for these sorts of crimes? We know it's difficult for victims to report and that they rarely come forward until years later, if ever. That's why the reporting windows were reopened. The crimes are certainly severe enough to warrant eliminating the statute of limitations. I couldn't agree with you more. No limitation on a murder statute. You're killing people here too. Their futures, one of the victims who accused Diddy said she was suicidal. Ruined her whole life, college, everything. And I, I, if this happened, of course it did. Of course it ruins victims' lives. But because when we think of these, we think of women and paydays. Yeah, we're only gonna give you a little bit of time, and we're gonna pretend that we don't understand that it's very difficult to come forward and be called every name in the book, liar, some other things. She asked for it. Her skirt was short. Stop pretending. You're right, Kyle CH. Next CYT reporter says 50 Cent got shot like six or seven times and survived. I wouldn't really fear much after that either. Yeah, I agree. And now something happens to him. I mean, people will be saying, uh, uh, Sean did something. Okay, nothing's going to happen to 50 Cent. We'll stick with the cases at hand. Uh, let's give you another one. YouTube, LeBron speaks out. Jenna X-Ray Dragon says he is brave for speaking out. So many haters, conservatives wish, whip their neck around rather, ready to attack these athletes for speaking on human rights. Because all they're allowed to do is dribble, right? Okay. Uh, On uh, Diddy, Colin Hutton, thank you for your contribution. We do appreciate you. You're also lovely, okay, and giving and generous. TYT has the best uh, audience partners, if you will. Every few years, Sean Combs changes his name and claims he's a new man as if he's running for something from something or someone. You're on to something here. Gee, I wonder what he's running from. Well, if you believe some of the conspiracy theories, some of those people can't speak anyway anymore. So, but there's others. I lied one more. YouTube member Donald Trump's 116 indictments says, Member for 16 months, we appreciate you. More indictments on the horizon. It's the year of the indictment. Happy indictment season. 
that's for you, Diddy. Appreciate it. James Thompson, we appreciate you too. Gifted, uh, indisputable membership. Again, so, so generous. The best people in the world are TYT members. We're proud of you. Now, the opposite of being proud of someone would be this. I, I couldn't believe this one in the production meeting. It's not a skit, okay? It's not a skit with that funny or die. What was that website, funny or die? Okay, this is real. It's not funny. It's horrific. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You feel French. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. See the garbage? Man. Garbage. Ma'am. And you throw it in the garbage can. Ma'am. Do you understand? You have a nice day. You. You're a savage animal. Israel Pasika. Oh, yeah. I understand your dialect. You're a blow up doll. Ma'am. You're not even a human being. Ma'am. Shut the up. Ma'am, please have a shut nice day. Shut up. Ma'am, please. I am leaving and shut the up. I run you over with the truck. Ma'am, please. As she crawled into that back of that U-Haul, I'm not proud of this, but I thought if only he could have run up and like kicked her in the butt, kick her inside and then close it. Kick her inside and close it. She's a menace to society. They've got to put an APB out for this Karen. Douglas Blake posted the video to his TikTok November 6th. One comment saluting his composure during the incident. He said, quote, I've been a general manager for two years. And I've had worse, so I'm used to it now. Has anyone ever heard of hazard pay? I don't even understand where to begin here. And I thought maybe there, she's ignorant no matter what. But I thought maybe like there was a language barrier, they couldn't communicate or something. And I don't know what she was saying or doing in parts of the footage there. But then she switched and said some, Pretty salaciously ignorant, dehumanizing things, perfectly clear to me. I speak maybe one and a half languages, so I'm at a disadvantage. But this was in any language, Jasmine. Throwing the garbage, calling him out his name. Again, if you could have only just, you run up real quick. And if you can get your leg high enough, because as you, you call trucks are pretty high. You, yeah, and they I tell love you, your you approach know, to you, conflict you just kick management. her in the butt and close it. You're saving other people. Okay? It's for the greater good. I I, I get you. where you're coming from. I totally get where you're coming from. You know, and what she called him a blow up doll, which is interesting. But I will say, I used to work in the mall at 
let, let's say a very popular tech store that used to attract a lot of these Karen types, like male and female wow. Karens alike. And every time, like you, like you would just see people freak out over like something really generally insignificant a lot of the time. And it's like, how do you just go about your day or how do you go about your life? You know, just reacting this way to things that really aren't that significant, that really aren't that important in your life. And I would always just feel bad for people. And that like this woman just like really took me back to that place. It's like, oh, why are you like this? And you should, I wish you were happier as a person. Yeah. And they usually are caring. For all of our sakes. Right. Carrying a lot of baggage with them, whatever happened to them, take it out on the world. And by the way, why does she have so much trash? Why is so much trash at the back of that? In a U-Haul, U-Haul yeah. Why, why do you have that trash with you? No, it's, you it's, it's all very, I, I have a lot of questions about the way people live their lives, but. I do. And if we could just put up the picture one more time, her mouth is open, she's foaming. I feel like when they get this angry, they they all have this, this kind of, um, well, they need an anecdote, right? Is it, what do you call it? Uh, give me the word, some kind of serum that counteracts the venom. You know, if a snake bites you, what do you what do you call it? A yeah, pen? the the like an anecdote. Yeah. That, that's right, it. Right, right. Yeah. I was thinking of a story. The antidote. I'm telling a story. An- antidote. Antidote. Uh, yeah. right, antidote. That's what I said. Anecdote. We've given you one. This Karen's life story is pathetic. Okay, but the mouth on her is uh, vile and scary. The general manager is a hero here. Okay, because not only was he assaulted, but he stood around to document this. So scientists can study it for years to come, try to prevent this outbreak further. Um, Somebody, who is this? We have to get her off the streets. Uh, As if we can stand it, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're you're still free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You're for malicious communication. I know you are. So stop telling people you're otherwise. you're a professional now, aren't you? You're a professional now, aren't you? I'm not. No, because I will do you. <laughs> no, fuck off my, my face. No, I've had enough of you, mate. You took the piss out of me Blame for too right. many years, Blame yeah? To right. Too many years. Right. I don't give a fuck. I will take the charge. Punch her. I'll put your eyes in with me. Think I masturbate, please, in jail. I've done it, mate. Don't you were the f***ing of a grey when you were in jail, yeah? Yes. Yeah. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. No! 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 I'm not. I'm not. I've been here. I've come here telling you. I've got a new job. Buzzing. Go pay your two grand mystery as well. You are you all? You tried to glass me. So what? We'll glass you. You just tried to glass me. Form you rat. Can't drop me off at me house because my brother will see you. What? Buy me a piece of chicken. Buy me a piece of chicken. Yeah, buy me a piece of chicken. Buzzing. Yeah. Don't know exactly where this took place, but the accents are a hint. I love a British accent. There's the Karen face again. It's trademark, okay? Your face is gonna stay that way. Back to the accent. I love a British accent. They're lovely. I think it makes you sound smarter, which makes me sound like a foolish American. 
except when they are attached to a beer hurling, chicken referencing woman. Karen, I don't know what she wanted. Threw away a perfectly good beer, threatened him. I don't know if they knew each other or not. And then suddenly chicken came up. Based on the video, we can assume, I guess, that they've had interactions. Pre- There's that face again. Now I'm going to have nightmares about it. Okay. And I appreciate the crack producers, the, the, the team here is so diligent, but you are scaring babies with this. Okay. It's sure they should be responsible for their own actions, but come on. Please get it off. I can't even concentrate. I need to get it off. I'm sorry. Okay. We've seen enough. Okay. Perhaps they've interacted previously, um, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Do you understand the chicken reference, Yasmin? No, I had to mute my microphone because I was laughing during that whole video. And part of me, like, part of me feels bad for laughing because this woman is clearly unstable. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if the other person in this interaction know what was going on. I don't know why she was so offended that he wanted to buy her chicken. Seems like a nice thing to do for some. I have no idea what's going on here, but I think it it all just speaks to like. First of all, I'm sorry that our brand of Karenism over here in the yeah. states is being exported across the seas, across the pond. Sorry to the UK for that, but also, you know, like I don't know, like I don't know why it's okay for people to act this way in public. Maybe we always have been, and now we just have cameras everywhere. But this is this was this one was funny for me, and I, I couldn't stop yeah. laughing. Yeah. Well, what do you do when you're at the zoo? You look, you know, yeah, like, really what, what else can you do? Okay. You know, if you yeah. see something silly, you laugh at it. You do. And the only thing I would say is I think further again, research, some kind of grant needs to be given to study this whole phenomenon. Cause I don't know. Believe it or not, I'm not trying to stick up for America. I don't mm-hmm. know if we spread it there, or they spread it here. Remember, Megan and Harry said there's likely some Karen's in the royal family. They're over okay. here now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So they were fleeing Karen's. Maybe they brought it here. The pond. It could be. But again, I just want to know the truth. I love, you ever watch the History Channel? I love it. I used to watch a lot of the History Channel. And then it was just like Pawn Stars and things like that. Well, there's that. Uh, but they're doing some good work. Um, sometimes they get it wrong. Okay. Or they whitewash it, we'll say. But I do want to know the origins of this behavior. And I would like, well. Do you think in the UK they call their Karen something else, like a more a more British name? I don't know what's more British than Karen. Olive. Olive sounds like a sweet person, though. Not yeah. My Colombian friend said that they call people like that these ugly Americans something about like a ugly toad face was the translation. I can't. This is what they call them. Entitled. That's what it is. I wouldn't want to be called that. Yeah, that's horrible. You're Karen toad face. Karen toad face. I don't know. Blow up doll. Like the, I don't know why the woman in the last Karen, you know, referenced that. I wouldn't mind maybe being called blow up doll. What's wrong with that? Is it, is there something wrong with that? I think it, is it, is it a reference to the facial expression? Never mind. You know, could be. I'll look it up because I say things that are wrong sometimes. Uh, Let's get it together. I'll do that in the break. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed alongside Yasmin Alia Khan. And for Dr. Richie today, we're right back. And now somebody is being held accountable. South Carolina cop charged after knocking out a black man in an arrest. Warning, but watch. 
waistband, dude. Man, you think I'm messing with you? You got a gun? You got a gun? You don't know? Because you reach into your waistband, that's why. Enjoy that little nap. Let's go right here. Because you reach into your waistband. Man, I ain't playing on, with no damn gun, boy. Man, you know me personally. Okay, tough guy. That was all necessary, apparently, except it wasn't. Representative Marvin Pendarvis on the left there, South Carolina representative and attorney is calling for the US Department of Justice to launch a probe into the Charles County Sheriff's Office after former deputy, former James Carter on the right assaulted his client, Richard Keithan Duncan. That's a mugshot, former deputy. Atlanta Black Star has the details. Carter is facing charges, including misconduct in office and assault and battery in the third degree, according to a news release from the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division. Fired from his job earlier this month, former law enforcement official had a series of infractions during his 14-year career at different agencies. You don't say, not just a one-off, kind of figured. Per an affidavit posted by the agency, the incident happened October 21st as Carter attempted to arrest the victim after failing to stop for blue lights. What was the alleged infraction though? Duncan's name is redacted from the document. Victim hopped out of his vehicle, prompting a foot chase, but tripped and fell. When Carter caught up to him, you saw it, struck him in the facial area. He was knocked unconscious momentarily. According to the affidavit. Now, the description continued. The defendant then placed his hands around the neck of the victim and moved his body to the ground after handcuffing the victim while walking to the patrol vehicle. The defendant said to the victim, Enjoy that little nap, acknowledging that the victim lost consciousness while he was being struck. WCIV reported that Carter turned himself into custody on Monday, November 27th, but was released on bond. During his hearing, Pendarvis accused Carter of calling his client the N-word during the incident and of violating his civil rights. In addition, he pressed for the release of the ex-officer's body camera footage. This is probably one of the most egregious examples of abuse of power by a law enforcement official I've ever seen, Pendarvis said for the outlet. Did Carter get Duncan immediate help? No. He sat him in the patrol car for roughly an hour before getting medical attention, despite Mr. Duncan telling the deputy he needed it. And oh yeah, you can probably tell, right? Even if the injured party didn't tell you, and per your police training and what your eyes see, you probably knew this gentleman needed help and you denied that. Carter's attorney. Joseph Caparella touted his client as a decorated law enforcement officer who deemed Duncan to be a threat, citing his previous rap sheet. And he knew all that at the time. He added that Carter did what he had to do to get home to his family that night safely. Again, this is according to WCIV. Body camera footage shows Carter punching Duncan in the face repeatedly before placing him in cuffs. Duncan's defense team said Carter used a racial slur during the incident. According to WCIV, Carter was fired 
20 days after the incident occurred, a delay caused by his supervisor, Tim Carroll, Sergeant Carroll, was then demoted and removed from patrol duty for how he handled the case. All right, so that's our first clue that there's a systemic problem here, which is why the representative and attorney is perhaps calling for the Justice Department to step in. I am most offended after what was watched on the video by the defense attorney, who I understand you're paid to do a job, the old tugging of the heartstrings. All police are heroes, all police deserve our respect, trying to get home to their family. You do something wrong with the job, the worst that could happen to you, Yasmin, is you're fired. Which I might be today. Let me think of it. But if a police officer makes a mistake, that person might not be home to his or her family. Then apply in this case. We all see it, okay? Like the commercial. Yeah, so when I first saw this story, I reread the article a few times because I was like, what was the in, like the inciting incident, right? He didn't stop for the blue, why would he, you know, like not, he wasn't doing anything, at least it's not being reported that he was doing anything wrong. And then he got out and he ran and I guess that was enough. So, I mean, the cop didn't, doesn't, it doesn't seem like he was being threatened, like he there was any threat to his life or to his livelihood or anything like that. It sounds like he started it, like he instigated the incident to begin with. Maybe more will come out um, once the trial gets gets going forward and once the investigation happens and once we get some body cam footage. But it seems like he started it, right? Like he's he provoked this in the this incident from happening, and uh, I don't know if that draws as much sympathy as you know, an actual cop who is in a life-threatening situation. So it's a bit of a stretch. It's a stretch and we're seeing more and more of these cases. You know how they had these, and I've never been, but they have these things, couples can do it, or perhaps it's like group therapy, uh, employees who perhaps aren't getting along. They go to this place filled with stuff and they, they're able to just break it. They can use a hammer or bat or throw plates against the wall and it really gets out your frustration, your your anger to have perhaps lead you to a better place. I mean, they could all use something like that. Right, and in this case, it seems like and in other cases too, Mm -hmm. officers who are not judge and jury, even if you have to run after somebody, you're out of breath and it kind of ticked you off, doesn't give you the right to abuse their face and then lie about it. Based on the account there, lied about it. Right, of course. And a lot of these incidents, first of all, are avoidable entirely, but they escalate so quickly, especially when one party has lethal, a deadly weapon on them. And you're very aware of that as the other person in the equation. It's understandable that these things tend to escalate. It's understandable that people react the way that this person did in just trying to run away from the cop who was pulling him over for for not doing anything, allegedly, according to the information that we have. So it is very scary. Um, I know even me, as you know, when I was first learning how to drive, I was taught, you know, if a cop is pulling me over with the lights flashing and I'm not doing anything wrong to maybe call 911 and be like, hey, is this legit, you know? Uh, it is a scary situation for people to be in, especially if you're by yourself, especially if you're a small woman like I am, or if you're a person of color, if you're a black man, definitely, especially in South Carolina. So um, yeah, yeah, we'll Walter see how this plays Scott out. Shot in the back, and then they tried to plant the evidence. Remember, that wasn't that long. 
ago. Okay. Hard to keep Thank track goodness. though. Right. Thank goodness someone was recording in great peril, by the way. I remember the officer in question kind of peeked over and saw they were, I think, on the outside of a fence or something. But it's ridiculous. And I don't know how to explain it to people who aren't placed as frequently in this kind of fear. I mean, if we have 10 reports of Bigfoot stomping people unconscious, killing people in the woods, and you saw Bigfoot coming at you, would you comply or would you run? Just a question. I'd probably run. Now, Bigfoot would catch me, but I'd probably run because I, we, <laughs> this is what happens, okay, when Bigfoot comes around. It's the same thing here. I don't know what the allegation is, except is that a running from blue lights or whatever, whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And then the, the old thing about the defense attorney, Yasmin, referencing the rap sheet. Okay. I don't know that to be true, but I do. I have a question. Did you know that when you punched the guy out or did you learn that afterwards? Because it kind of matters. Yeah. I mean, if, if he like ran the guy's plates and saw that he had a warrant out for his arrest, then maybe that's relevant information, but it, that's not information that was given. So I don't know if that's what actually happened. You know, I don't know if that was the case. And, uh, the attorney mentioned it in his defense. He also said that, you know, implied that this his client, who is a very large man and looks very scary, you know, that his, his life was in danger because the guy was allegedly reaching in his waistband. But, um, you know, the the victim in this situation seems very caught off guard and seems very confused as to why any of this has happened to him. And really, that in and of itself is traumatic for a person. You know, why did this thing happen to me when it didn't need to happen, right? I didn't do anything. I was just living my life. Um but again, we'll see. Well, maybe, maybe there was some something there. Maybe there's some credence to what the officer was doing and why he acted the way he did. But I mean, we'll see. I'm just not very optimistic. Yeah, I think if there was more, they would surely be parading it. I feel out like that would have been us. included. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Very smart. And whatever family member or friend gave you that advice about calling 911, if you ever see the blue lights behind you, good advice. Okay, give yourself all the chances in the world um, just to keep people on the up and up. I don't know why you'd, you'd waste food and why you, you, well, a woman who attacked a Chipotle worker is going to have to do her own fast food work. I want you to watch this. That's assault. It's plain and clear, that's assault. What should the punishment be? Per Fox 8 in Parma, Ohio, 39-year-old Rosemary Hain was found guilty of one count of assault on Tuesday for throwing her Chipotle order at an employee and was sentenced to jail time. Good. Parma Municipal Court Judge Timothy Gilligan sentenced Hain. Gave her the chance to work off part of the sentence by working at a fast food restaurant. You didn't get your burrito bowl the way you like it. And this is how you respond, Judge Gilligan said. 
during sentencing. This is not real housewives of Parma. This behavior is not acceptable. Hain told the court and the victim, Emily Russell, that she was sorry for her actions and there was no excuse for her behavior. However, she then went on to say that she was not happy with the way her food was prepared. Good grief. Maybe they should have real housewives of Parma, Ohio. I've lived not in Parma, but close, and perhaps they need to have it. If that is what you're talking about, you didn't get your burrito bowl the right way, okay? Eat it anyway. I feel like I would watch that show. I would watch The Real Housewives of Parma. I don't watch a lot of The Housewives anymore, maybe once upon a time, but I would watch that one. I just don't understand. The other day I went to Burger King and I got a classic chicken sandwich and it's supposed to come with mayo and lettuce on it, but instead they gave me mustard and pickles Mm -hmm. and I got it and I was disappointed, but then you just say, oh man, and then you move on with your life. You don't throw a chicken sandwich at somebody, especially not a fast food worker who is already overworked, underpaid, all the things, working a terrible job that I'm sure that they would already rather not be working. Um, but this, I mean, the the punishment is wonderful, right? They always say that a lot of these people who go to places and they mistreat retail workers and food workers, all these people who are working in just regular everyday jobs when they have to interact with customers, the people who don't understand what the life of those people is like. I have never worked those jobs, obviously. So I think a, a little bit of perspective can go a long way. And hopefully she gets it. You know, hopefully it won't even take two months of doing a job like that uh, before she she kind of gets that she's she's way out of line. That's not worth it. Okay. I would have given her it's a creative sentence, but I would have given her more based on her dippy statement. And the fact that she was very close in close proximity to the worker that was assault. It wasn't just a food fight. It was probably warm. You know, Chipotle does a good job of it's fresh. They make it fresh. It's warm. Okay, there's warm stuff in the bowl, and I'd give her more for that. Uh, the dippiness went on. She said, "If I showed you how many food, how my food rather looked, how my food looked a week later from that same restaurant." It's disgusting looking, Haynes said. I bet you won't be happy with the food you are going to get in the jail, the judge said. Cleveland's Fox 8 with the details there. They might just give her bologna. No mayo, no mustard, nothing. I think they just give you white bread, or it could just be from a movie I watched, you know, Return to Alcatraz or something, but it's bologna and there's no condiment. So you want it your way? It's not going to be that way in jail. The judge is right. It was in September. Russell, working at a Parma Chipotle, was attacked by Hain, who was angry about her order. Cell phone footage shows Hain bring her Chipotle bowl to the counter and slam it down, confronting the worker. Seconds later, Hain is seen throwing the entire bowl in Russell's face. The judge sentenced her to 180 days in jail and suspended 90 of those days. He said he would give her 60 days jail credit. If she worked at least 20 hours per week at a fast food restaurant for two months, Hayne said she planned to get a job at a restaurant. Warning all customers, wherever she does get that job, you may want to go elsewhere for at least about eight weeks because we don't know her temperament's not, it's not right. You think on the other side, she's going to be better? No. Okay. I doubt it. Just my opinion. Russell told the judge she ended up quitting her job after the incident because she was traumatized and now works elsewhere. She told Fox 8 she felt the sentence was fair 
And the perp, I guess, didn't get a slap on the wrist. Judge said he was appalled at the defendant's actions and wanted to come up with a sentence that would hopefully teach her a lesson. So I thought, why should the city taxpayers pay for her and feed her for 90 days in the jail? If I can teach her a sense of empathy, the judge said. I also hope this deters others from this type of behavior. All right, so maybe I should rethink that. The judge is right. Taxpayers shouldn't have to pay for this. And by the way, if there is a Real Housewives of Parma, I don't think she should be rewarded. I don't think she should be rewarded by becoming a cast member, maybe a friend of the show. You know, they have the friends, they don't make as much, they're not on as much. But I don't think she should be a main cast member. What say you? No, I don't think she should be a cast member either. I think that, you know, thank you for the inspiration. Now we know where the next Housewife franchise needs to be located somewhere in the the Parma region, if not Parma itself. Uh, You know, I, I do commend the judge also, though, for at least trying to you know, instill some kind of rehabilitation into the justice system that we have. Because right now, you know, you you commit a crime and then after the fact you're punished for it. And we do very little as far as preventing certain things from happening again in the future, right? A lot of times you send people to jail and they come out different, maybe not better, right? I don't know how jail is supposed to rehabilitate people when they're not really taught how to be rehabilitated while they're mm-hmm. in the prisons and they're not given a whole lot of you know, resources to better themselves once they're out after the fact. So hopefully, you know, something good at least comes out of this one case. Yeah. Um, and I also respect the judge for thinking about the taxpayers' dollars and mm-hmm. you know where it's going. Yes, Judge Gilligan, bravo to you. Where's the skipper, Marianne? Now I'm dating myself. Um, but I think you're right. This is very, very smart. And I think, and you're going to think I'm being loopy again, but I think that people who do this kind of thing perhaps should be forced to take, maybe it's akin to anger management, but maybe you need a course on how to be a good customer. You whole lady, mandatory report. The Chipotle lady, mandatory report. There must be a way to kind like, of why do they think it's okay you. to act this way in yeah. public with people? It's embarrassing. Embarrassing, embarrassing. She should be barred from Chipotle for life. That should just happen anyway. She is rehabilitated. Probably, much more. yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if she is. Yeah, she should be. Is Chipotle going to weigh in? Uh, much more indisputable. When we come right back, I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Welcome back to Indisputable. Want to get to some of your comments. A lot of you weighing in today. TYT members first. Uh, more on the U-Haul Karen, who's made quite the impression on people. You're, she's scaring people. We got to find this lady. James says, I worked U-Haul for five years and the number of Karens I had to interact with, shocking. I've literally had people threaten to fist fight me because we had no equipment available to rent. I hated that job. Well, I can see why. And maybe U-Haul has to do something to uh, give some more support, maybe. George Santos is making more off a cameo than his old salary. This is quite a rebound, okay? He's doing it, folks. Ousted from Congress, and George Santos is already making six figures, apparently the honest way. He's getting paid by making cameo videos, lucrative, but perhaps exhausting. According to Semaphore, ex-congressman was spotted at a Best Buy in Queens, picking up equipment to ease his workload. He was buying a stand for his phone because he has hundreds of videos to make 
and his hand is getting tired. Again, this is for cameo. If you isolate that statement, you might think something else. He's getting it done. He's making tons of money. And he just needs some help because that's a lot to hold up these these phones and do this work. He's happy. He looks fresh. Okay. Santos's biography on the celebrity video platform identifies him as a former congressional icon. Well, maybe. Former congressman was expelled last Friday for a variety of sins and alleged crimes, including overcharging the credit card of a colleague's mother. Pay her back now is what he should do. He's got the money. Uh, Let's give you a reminder of the type of videos Georgie has made on Cameo. Um, thank you for the love. Thank you for the kindness. You know, Botox keeps you young, fillers keeps you plump. <laughs> Look, don't let the haters get to you. Haters are going to hate. And if you have haters, that means you're doing something right, girl. I've been alerted that Sneeko is a soy grifter and likes to be twerked on by fresh oily butt in the club. Screw the haters. The haters are going to hate. Look, they can boot me out of Congress, but they can't take away my good humor or my larger than life personality, nor my good faith and the absolute pride I have for everything I've done. Please spend some money on yourselves from the gift this year. It could be anything from Botox to luxury goods of any kind, like a trip to Hermes or makeup from Sephora or a subscription to OnlyFans. Now I'm so angry at myself. I hate me some meat right now because George Santos, he, he had people that he's hurt. And I now I'm just having this love affair as I'm watching these cameo videos. I cannot be a fan, but he is, well, he has a big personality. And there's charm there. So according to Seema Four, the CEO of Cameo confirmed Santos has lined up more than $174,000 in his first 48 hours on the platform. I mean, this is incredible. People pay between two and $300 to Santos for various flavors of communication. The videos take sometimes less than a minute to film. Wow, bet you the price is gonna go up too. And it's a free market. Santos is going to be an absolute whale. Cameo's founder and CEO, Stephen Galanis, told Seema 4, his launch, Galanis said, is among the platform's best ever. Sarah Jessica Parker, Bon Jovi, he's putting up numbers like that, he said. Santos does seem to be putting his heart into the project. Some of the videos are roast, delivered or not, like when Senator John Fetterman's out of Pennsylvania, office deployed Santos to tell indicted Senator Robert Menendez, New Jersey, to stay strong. Santos wasn't in on the joke, but now finds it hilarious. Many are pure camp. One Democratic activist got Santos to sing a few bars of Taylor Swift's I Knew You Were Trouble. He probably has a decent voice. Santos signed onto the platform after an aide to former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy suggested it to him. Initially underpriced his videos at a mere $75, a mistake he has since remedied. Former congressman who is currently facing a 23 count federal indictment for fraud and other related offenses has made 150 videos so far and said Tuesday evening that he planned to crush another 60 to 70 tonight. (laughs) Santos said, He'd give some of the money to unspecified good causes. 
Now, can we come back on camera? Now, see, this is where it now, the old George back. I don't believe that for a second, George, stop it. I, unless the good cause is going to be something cosmetic for yourself. You didn't have to say any of that. We see you and people are still hugging you and giving you love. So why would you say you're going to give some of the money to good causes? I would advise you not to be saying stuff like that. Let's give you the rest. Unspecified good causes, sorry. That could be anything. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Could be anything. But he said the cash was only part of the appeal. Obviously, there's a monetary benefit. I'm not here doing it for charity. But the other aspect is to remind these A holes who think they're holier than thou that they will be forgotten in history and I will live forever. Period. Okay, is what he said. You're something else, Georgie. Platform also offers an alternative to suggestions. His next stop would be television. Santos said he has hired an agent, Evan Silverberg of Entertainment 360. But that, you notice how he dropped that there. Make sure you can contact his agent with more lucrative offers. It's, I'm fine with it. But he goes on to say that there's this big disconnect that the entertainment industry is trying to cross me over to become a reality star. He will. But they are forgetting one thing. I am the most conservative member of the New York delegation. Well, you're not a member anymore. And just stop it, George. You just want to get the right offer, reality, television. Okay. And if he wants to slide over to Jersey, I think he could fit in with a certain member of the cast or two over there and be a friend, start as a friend of the show. And then maybe get your own spinoff. Um, do your own thing. And I think it might be considered. And maybe he already took a, a meeting with Andy Cohen. What do you think, Jasmine? I, there's no shame in reality after, is there really shame after everything else has been yeah, alleged? Not like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying so hard to not hate the player and just hate the game. Yeah. But like, he he's literally under indictments for, for fraud and for stealing money from people and does these really horrible things and lying about literally everything. But I mean, those cameos were very entertaining. But it's so funny to me because cameo has this reputation of being like, a place where, you know, maybe B, C, D list celebrities can connect yeah. with their fans. Yeah. And they say like the most popular people on the platform are Sarah Jessica Parker and Bon Jovi, which is like so random. And then yeah. George Santos, you know, when I think of Cameo, I think of Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank and Jordan yeah. Schlansky <laughs> from, you know, Conan Show. So like just like the most random people, but he's there and he's making a ton of money. And part of me is like, should I be on Cameo? Like, should I just like, you know, I know. I don't know. I just, I, I give up, you know, I want to wish him well in his endeavors, but he really is a terrible person yeah. and doesn't actually deserve to be, I mean, she shouldn't say people deserve something or don't, but like he deserves to be charged with all the crimes he's committed. That's what I would like to see first. Yeah. So what would I have a Judge lot of mixed Gilligan. feelings? <laughs> In Parma, Ohio, say, you know, what, I, I think he, he could probably be? do well in the reality world in Parma, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in Parma, Ohio. All I know, I all, my only reference is that one lady with her U-Haul truck. So I, I don't know. know. It feels like kind of the same energy to me. I think you're right. And just to wrap it up, just don't hurt anybody else, George. You're not going to get to the good cause. You know, he's gonna though. Like, right. you know, he's going Pay your to. fines. Pay your fines, wrap up the legal stuff, and then just enjoy Cameo. I know you, though, George, you're going to go into OnlyFans and start making more provocative content. Do what you got to do. 
just don't hurt anybody. That veteran, the veteran rather, who wanted his dog to get surgery and the allegation is that you embezzled the money or something. Pay people back and you will probably be enriched tenfold, okay? You're onto something here. Amy Robach, TJ Holmes, their exes are dating each other. That's right. We can do this too. And we are. Ex-spouses of the scandalous news couple TJ Holmes and Amy Robach have gotten closer. Page six is exclusively learned. Marilee Fibig, Andrew Shu, they are dating. It's according to multiple sources. Page six was told the couple had been dating for about six months. That was quick. After bonding over the traumatic experience of being allegedly cheated on, turned into something else. And they're connected over their values. We're the ones that don't cheat and lie about it and train for a marathon together. I added that. It's bigger than the affair now, one source said. They're not heartbroken and sad, said a source of shoe 56, five big 46. Everyone has moved on. Holmes and Robot premiered their new podcasts on Tuesday, only to be immediately overshadowed by the news that their exes were together. Source told Page Six, Robot is quote, livid with both Page Six and her ex-husband, Shu, after Page Six broke the news that he and Fibig have been dating for six months. We're told she thinks her ex is trying to steal her thunder. Amy, <laughs> you think? Okay, or maybe he doesn't really care about you that much. Maybe he is trying to get you back, I don't know. But can the guy have a little fun at your expense? He's with a great gal, they've weathered the storm, they're together. And maybe your podcast, if it was really good, really big and large, nothing would be able to take away your shine. That's just my take. She's convinced he did it to coincide with the debut of her podcast, they said. A source said it would be unlike him to leak the story. Andrew doesn't steal the spotlight, they said. He's so private. It's not who he is. I would happen to agree with that. He didn't really say too much when... He was kind of humiliated, not even on social media. So I would maybe agree with that. TJ and Amy will have to address the story about their exes dating because they will still want to keep themselves in the news. They must be so angry. The news stomped all over. Their big podcast debut, said an industry insider who knows Holmes and Robach. Page six added again. Meanwhile, other sources have told us that Robach's own friends are turned off by the podcast and her narcissistic behavior, self-importance, fascination with themselves and thinking everyone is rooting for them. It's tone deaf, a source said. Perhaps posts like this one don't help in that regard. It's a little corny, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Looking at that last image, Yasmin, I think it's just me speculating that TJ is behind the marketing here. And I'm sorry, this, I have perhaps no right to say this, but it's just very corny to me. It's very corny. They could use couples counseling right now, but I would advise them to seek counseling separately first to work on their own issues. I mean, like my question, Sharon, is 
she's so mad that this overshadowed her big debut of her <laughs> podcast. But like, who was waiting for the debut of this podcast? Who was it. sitting there eagerly, like ready to listen to the first episode? And part of me wishes that her husband did intentionally yeah. debut his relationship right at the same time that she was debuting her podcast because it's the least that she deserves, you know, for everything that she did. And she has no right to be livid or to be fuming or whatever it is. She has no right to be upset after you do something like that to somebody. You have to expect that they're going to be upset. And also, I think who who was like the critic, her critics, whoever was talking about her narcissism, I think they're absolutely right. Nobody cares about these people, right? Like they're really trying to capitalize on a moment that they had, but I'm trying really hard, even now reporting on this story to care about any of these people. Indeed. And you I'm know, like, like I just, I, I don't know yeah. who's waiting for this podcast and who needs it. No who's one, it for? Yeah. Who's I mean, the audience? Who's the target? I don't know. Yeah, we, we forgot about it. And I'm sure it was announced perhaps right here. I may have been in the chair. I, I forgot. Yeah. I haven't listened to any of it. But I also yeah. think that it's part very of telling. Right. You know, because we fell in love, we lost our jobs perhaps. But I think lust may be a better word. We'll see if they're in love. Because they have a vested interest in staying together because uh, they both are kind of persona non grata. They're both kind of a butt of jokes. So they have an interest. I actually think their ex spouses perhaps have found true love, okay, and have more of a reason to be together that's not in any way vested in scandal, okay? That's just my take. Um, Yasmin, remind people where they can find more of your great commentary. Yeah. So, I'm on the Rebel HQ YouTube channel. You can just go to the Rebel HQ and you can search my name and you get a playlist of all of my videos. You can follow me on Instagram at Yazkyazzzzzzk5zs. And also my podcast, Modern Context. I have a new episode coming out tomorrow. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about Henry Kissinger because mm-hmm. we got to talk about. Yeah, I think I can't wait to see what you have to say about that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, we appreciate you always. And go ahead, get on Cameo. You'll get maybe more requests than Santos. And you're a good person too. You're a good person. Uh, this, be, you know, you are. I haven't stolen are. money from people. So. No, you haven't. Okay, and I don't think you will in the future. So best of you. Not, no plans. Yeah. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. Honored always to sit in Dr. Ritchie's chair just just for today. Um, we hope you'll join us again. Thank you. <laughs>